0: Hello, everybody. It's Katie, and I just wanted to say quickly before we get into the episode thank you guys so much for tuning in every week and listening to Michaela and I talk about movies and television. We really appreciate each and every one of you. If you enjoy popcorn chats and this podcast and the content that Michaela and I work really hard each week to make, please consider showing your appreciation by following us on our Instagrams. If you're listening to us on Spotify, please go to our show page and hit the green follow button. That way you can get notified when we post new episodes every week. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a review, comment on the episodes, and let us know what you think about what we're saying. We also post our episodes on YouTube every single week. So if you're more of a visual person, you can watch us chit-chat instead of listening to us. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're there because we're so close to being monetized guys. If you really want to go above and beyond supporting Michaela and I, there is a listener support tab within the Anchor app or on the Anchor website. If you want to help us out, these episodes are super fun for us to make and we want to keep doing it. And your support, whether you're just listening for the first time or you're tuning in consistently every week, everything you guys do for us means so much. And we appreciate each and every one of you more than you know.
1: Buckle up, because it's going to be a long ride. It's going to be a wild ride. Nobody cares, but we're going to tell you anyways. This is Popcorn Chat. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Every time right. we record, my hair is fucking botched. People, I swear, if you're watching on YouTube, I swear, it doesn't always look like this. I, You guys just always catch me on my second day of not washing. <laughs> so I have yeah. to Yeah. A hat. But... See, and I'm only on day two. Like, I watched it on Sunday night, so it's
1: still going... By tomorrow night, it'll be botched. Me? hmm Oh, my God. Okay.
0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Popcorn Chats. I'm Katie. And I'm McKay. And we are back with our first non-Euphoria-related episode in a while, in a hot minute. We're going to be discussing the new Batman movie starring Robert Pattinson and the queen, Mrs. Zoe Kravitz. This will be cute because I don't know if we're necessarily the people that... <laughs> You would assume, or, like, you would think that right off the bat we're going to be covering this. I'm not a superhero girly. I don't get, like, I don't, I just don't period Mm -hmm. I don't really understand it people love Marvel no judgment Mm -hmm. to each their motherfucking own but babe I don't get it and I'm not about it and I don't care frankly but I do like the Batman so we can get into that I think his whole vibe is very cool and I enjoyed this movie
1: well and I don't even out of all the super like I again with Katie I'm not a Marvel person I have seen some of them um, but again like they're always popping out and it's like I'm literally I don't have the effort to keep up with them Um, I'm a Star Wars girl Obviously, very different. I have not seen any Batmans except for the ones that Ben Affleck was in, which was like Batman versus Superman. Oh, and okay. I don't know. I don't like super love Batman as a superhero as a whole. I'm like, he's kind of boring. Like, he doesn't have any, like, he's not like Aquaman, you know, mm-hmm. where he's like can be underwater i don't know i feel like that's <laughs> kind of like you just have money which i mean fun but whatever but the only reason i truly wanted to see this movie was because of robert pattinson and zoe kravitz like yeah. truly i wouldn't if they
0: would have had two other people in this i would have never gotten to go see it yeah i think that's same for me like i think a spider literally bit me <laughs> because will we be covering spider-man as soon as katie's powers unravel <laughs> no Ugh. but it itches Tragic. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Well, we can get more into Batman and the two beautiful humans that star in this film but first we must check in, check in.
1: <laughs> we need like a we need like a little intro song for our check-in or like a
0: little yeah. bell or something for a us. jingle Checking yeah that'd be cute with katie and mckay their lives are tragic but that's okay check in
1: wow <laughs> get that
0: recorded and
1: get it on here man Um, Okay. Well, I don't have too much to check in about My life has been pretty much the same old, same fucking old as we know it However, potential exciting development So I went down, I went grocery shopping after work today So I went down to my garage And what do you know, the fucking family that lives next door to me is down there And they also have the parking spot next to me And the dude is taking forever to buckle his fucking children into their car
0: I hate that
1: yeah. And I'm like, literally let me in then because I was like, in a rush. my mom was already there and I was like, my meeting ran over at the end of the day. So I was like, can you literally move, sir? Like I need to get out of here. And he didn't even say anything cause he's fucking horrible. So anyways, he's taking forever, but there's a truck down there with like a trailer behind it in our parking garage, which I'm like, first of all, how did you even get in here? Or like, how would you get this giant thing down here? But it's full of furniture and his wife is like helping load up that. And I'm like, please God, tell me you're moving please tell me you're moving. I'm like, I hope this isn't like a divorce situation where she's like taking all of her furniture and like, they're yeah. Like, I really hope so. So then when I drove back in, I obviously like I have to drive past their porch and they still have their like little kid chairs out there, but I'm hoping that maybe they just haven't grabbed those yet. And that they are moving because I want them out of here. I don't want to hear your kids yelling anymore. And you, sir, you, everyone knows my gripes with you. So yeah, I'm hoping that they're moving.
0: The chronicles with the problematic neighbor may end. People who have children are already a huge inconvenience to the rest of us. But when you like actively go about things like, well, I have a kid, so you're just going to have to be understanding. It's like, no, I'm sorry, but that doesn't give you the right to be inconsiderate. Mm -hmm. And you You made the choice to have a child. Yeah, and if your child is screaming in public, please end it. And if you are blocking my door to get into my car, or if your child doesn't know how to close the door and is just standing outside their car while I'm trying to get out of mine to go into Target, like, I have fucking places to be. I have a job. I guarantee that kid doesn't have a fucking job that they have to go to. Nope. Anti-kid podcast. (laughs)
1: Anti-kid podcast, honestly. Like, you don't get special treatment just because you have a child. Also, why the fuck is child rent now? a thing. They don't have to pay anything for their kids, but I have to pay for my two cats. Make it make sense. Stupid. But, oh, I I almost forgot. It was the twins' birthday on Friday. Yes. So we did have a little party. They had lots of treats, and we built their new cat tree, which they love. They already are using it a ton. And then I have my old one in the bedroom here, which then they're liking having that in here to come in and lay in. Mm. And it's just cute. And I can't believe that they've already been on this earth for a full year.
0: Yeah, <sighs> it is crazy. Also, do you wanna share about your your book retreat?
1: Oh yeah, I've kind of forgot about that. Don't think I've talked about it on here. So I got invited, I, feel, I felt like a cool kid getting invited <laughs> by cool kids to go on a little booktuber like retreat weekend. Some of my book friends are all like trying to schedule a trip together. So there is a group chat with like 15 of us. I don't think it'll probably end up being all 15. Like I do think some people have already said like they can't go, but I think we're going to all get like a big Airbnb and spend a weekend together. It's going to be in June. And I'm just really excited for that. Excited to like meet these people in person, get to go on like a fun trip. And yeah, I'm really excited for it. And like very excited that they like included me Yeah. like no one had to, like, it's just, it's not every single booktuber is getting together. But the fact that, like, they included me, I'm very excited about.
0: Yeah, I am so happy for you. And I'm glad that you're, like, creating this community in the Booktube community. And I am excited for the content that comes out of this retreat weekend. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Katie knows I love a Jeopardy game, so I'm going to make a Jeopardy for the weekend for everyone to play. But, like, book-related stuff. Right. But I've already made quite a few Jeopardies for my birthdays over the years. and They're a good time. I just feel like it's my thing. I just have to do it. That's all that's new with me,
0: I think. What's new with you, Katie? Not a whole lot. I don't really have a whole lot going on. I'm just working... Everything costs so much money. The gas situation, I know that we're all dealing with it. So it's like, I mean, there's no way around it. Like, I need gas. I gotta go get it. Like, the fact that it is approaching $7 here in Los Angeles is, like, I want to vomit. That is so fucked up. (laughs) And, like, I know that the situation in the Ukraine is, like, horrible and i literally can't even imagine what these families and people are going through and the fact that i have to pay a couple extra dollars per gallon is like not comparable to the shit that a lot of people in europe are going through but baby wait is ukraine in europe was that just really stupid no
1: it's it's in europe
0: okay i don't know why i just had a panic about that
1: like it's not part of russia which is like why they're fucking invading it so yeah
0: is russia in europe
1: well they're on le-
0: Russia's its own continent right Wait, it is no it's not <laughs> russia's a country it's not a continent <laughs> there's only seven continents north south america antarctica europe asia africa Australia, africa that's it. Is Russia part of Europe?
1: Okay, yes, they are.
0: They're just not a part of the European Union. They're on the same continent, but that's it. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna have to cut some of that out. Because that's I'm... like
1: when we couldn't figure out where Colorado was. That's one for the
0: blooper reel. Okay. When there's not war. Geography is hard for us. Mm-hmm. It's the one subject of many that we don't excel in.
1: (laughs) It's not our strong suit, but to be fair, Americans are not taught, like, geography outside of the U.S. very well, so...
0: Yeah. And that's
1: on our school system.
0: <laughs> Other than that, I really don't have a whole lot to report, I feel like. I wrote a short film since my time being here. I'm feeling very inspired, doing a lot of writing, creating when I have free time. I just uploaded a travel vlog of my girlfriend and I, our trip across the country. Um, It's Cute. mostly like really overexposed footage of desert. Just this, like middle America where nothing's going on and us like arguing but it's a good time. If you want to go watch it my YouTube channel is linked in the description. Um, I'm gonna go watch it. Yeah it's, it's cute. <laughs> We both look a little crusty, too, because we're just, like, driving for 12 hours a day, like, super tired. But it's good memories, and I'm happy going back and watching it when I miss her. But she's coming here in a month. I'm so excited. Oh, did she decide on a trip? Yes, we bought her plane tickets yesterday. so. So when is she coming? She is coming April 7th through the 11th.
1: Oh, that'll be, oh my God, that's like so quick. Because you were thinking that she wouldn't even
0: come until like end of April slash like May, right? Originally? Yeah. Yeah. Some things have like changed in that area of my life. So I'm not, I don't like to share a whole lot about my relationships on the podcast, but.
1: Oh, so I guess that was more of like (laughs) a later conversation. (laughs) Yeah. We'll
0: we'll circle back to that. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Should we jump into the episode? Batty.
0: Batman? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Should we start with standout star, standout scene? Well, can we circle back real fast? I did have the question. I guess you already Mm -hmm. kind of answered it, but Mm -hmm. like what has been your exposure to Batman and this character and what your expectations were going into this? So you said you've only seen Ben Affleck's version of the Batman.
1: Yes. I have seen bits and pieces of, oh my God, American Hustle. What is his name? Christian Bale. I have seen bits and pieces when he was Batman in The Dark Knight Rises or whatever. I know, like, everyone's favorite Batman movie. I have not seen that all the way through. I've only seen, like, pieces of it when it's been on TV. But the ones that I've seen, like, full through were Batman versus Superman and then um, Justice League, excuse me, where you see Batman in it. And I was always very underwhelmed by Batman just in general in both of those. I think I was kind of like, this dude's kind of boring. And I do think that part of it had to do with Ben Affleck. That it's just like he, I don't think he was, like, a very good Batman. and like granted am i coming from an educated space to speak on that of like whether he was a good batman or not no but like from my viewpoint i didn't enjoy him as that so i have like a pretty limited exposure to batman so i had fairly low expectations in terms of like the character and even like the plot in general because i feel like a lot of superhero plots feel similar but this was like vastly different i Loved it, and we'll get into that. But I would say I had high expectations in terms of the acting, mm. being Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. Like, I love them, so I wanted to love them in this movie. My overall expectations were kind of low, just because I didn't know what to expect.
0: Yeah, I wasn't expecting to walk out of this like, that. that's my new favorite movie. I was expecting to be, like, entertained, and it was, once again... Of super long fucking movie. I had to pee literally the entire time at the theater, but mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, but I was engaged the entire time and I was kind of surprised. I can already see the dudes if there's dudes listening. Men make up a very small portion of our demographic mm-hmm. <laughs> that listen to us, but I can already see them being like rude in the comments. Here's the thing. We were talking about Marvel before. We know that Batman is not part of Marvel. We know that it's DC, but we were just comparing the two, and I don't know. Don't hate. We're just here trying to watch something and talk about it. Well, and I
1: think if you are a man listening to just this episode in particular, our content we have always like we build popcorn chats on being like we are not experts. We are like enthusiasts about movies, and we have often talked. We we tend to focus more on like female oriented things. I. Feel like You know, we obviously have episodes with lots of men involved, but I think like this is our first kind of dip into like any superhero type movies, because that's just not really our realm. So like, if you're coming here for like an in-depth analysis on Batman and the comics and like all that kind of stuff, you're listening to the wrong place. If you just want to listen to us... Talk about it and have a fun, more lighthearted approach to the movie from, like, a broader audience's perspective, then stick around. And if you don't want that, that's fine. No harm done. And
0: this is, like, a very cool character to discuss. And Mikhail and I both love characters, especially convoluted characters like mm-hmm. Batman. Also the story in this and the way things progress, mm-hmm. I feel like it's very well done. So I think that's what we're more going to focus on. I think DC having to compete with Marvel, granted, this is kind of like thought borrowed from my roommate Shelby. She's a big superhero girly. And talking to her about it, she just said, like, DC does best when they do, like, in-depth character studies Mm -hmm. and not necessarily like creating this ensemble like Marvel did with the Avengers and all that. And I agree. I think, like, the Batman, Joker, Wonder Woman, Superman, they're Mm -hmm. all very, like, interesting characters. Aquaman, they're the type of people that I do kind of just want to know more about, like, what's going on in their brain. I'm down with it. The only batman that i've been exposed to before this is the dark knight with heath ledger and christian Bale, but it's heath ledger's movie (laughs) Mm -hmm. it is i mean he's literally the one on the front of the poster (laughs) yeah i I know i want to watch that i'm gonna watch that Soon, yeah. This movie made me want to go back and watch it.
1: I always say like I want to watch all of these movies, and I want to watch all the Marvel ones. And then when it comes down to it, when I like sit down, it's like it's not as much fun watching just like by yourself. I feel like right. I don't know.
0: Okay, standout star. I mean, I wanted it to
1: be Zoe Kravitz, but I feel like she was kind of underutilized, and I couldn't like not. I feel like answer Robert Pattinson. I thought he was great in this. I liked that at least from the Batman that I've seen in the past, and my understanding is Batman typically as a character, like Bruce Wayne kind of, is that he's much more of like a playboy kind of mm. guy. And this was very much not like this was not a portrayal any way shape or form where you would look at this character and think that he's like any sort of playboy he played him like very somberly very understated very like emo kind of kid and I obviously am way more drawn to that like he, he seemed very morally gray a little bit and I much prefer that and I just thought that he was I thought that he was great I thought he made a great Batman which I was surprised because the only thing that I've really ever seen him in was Twilight which I think like a <laughs> A lot of people
0: probably know him best from that. So it was an interesting departure. I think he did a great job. He's only like not dressed as Batman in this film for like less than 20% of the movie I feel like maybe 10% but like his presence as Bruce Wayne and Batman are very interesting like you can tell it's the same person that I don't again my experience with this character is limited but in The Dark Knight I felt like there was more of a difference between Bruce Wayne and Batman and I know they're supposed to be but like I think because we're starting so early on Bruce Wayne becoming Batman in Robert Pattinson's version here like he's only been doing it for two years whereas in the other Versions, I think we kind of start like later on in his path to becoming Batman or like right at the start. So I don't know. I, it's cool to like see him perform in this way. I think he owned a lot of the action scenes, but any scene with him and Zoe Kravitz, especially the kiss scene on top of the building at sunset, she owned that scene. She really held her own. I mean, I think they're a great duo to pair together. Uh-huh. They really embodied their characters very well. Like, it's, I feel like this is an amplified version of how they would interact as people in real life. Maybe that's just like a bold assumption based on like what I kind of infer about Zoe Kravitz and Rob Pattinson, but I think this film was perfectly cast. Even like the guy who was playing the penguin, perfect.
1: The <laughs> Colin Farrell. Yeah. That is wild to me that that, like, I did not know that that was him. Cause then also Beatty from The Hunger Games. What is his name? Jeffrey Wright. I loved him. And I, at first I was like, is he going to end up being bad? The fact that like, he seems to be the good guy. Cause I'm like, is he actually going to turn out to be evil? And I love that he wasn't. Cause I really liked him.
0: Yeah. He, he did a really good job. He was in another movie. Oh, I just, uh, the other night watched French dispatch. The Anderson or the Wes Anderson movie. He was in that too. And I was like, Damn, I'm getting a lot of this guy. Yeah. He's making a comeback.
1: Go him.
0: Go you. And he looks I do like great. him. He, he looks,
1: looks exactly so the same.
0: Yeah. I really like his hair now that it's like more thrown out a bit.
1: I do really like him. You know whose hair though was fucking serving and this was Robert Pattinson. Yes. <laughs> I loved him with the long black hair like that. Yeah. Oh, looks so good. And also, can I say, I mean, we'll obviously get into Zoe Kravitz a little bit more, but I just loved the fact, and I don't know for other Cat Women's what their hairstyles were, but I loved that we had a heroine with short hair. I feel like whenever we have these like women superheroes, not that there's anything wrong with them having like long flowing luscious hair but I just think it was very interesting to have like a female up there on screen playing this badass superhero woman with short hair like that's it doesn't have to be like look I'm feminine just by her hair
0: it's not practical to have long hair if you're
1: gonna be a superhero like no like Wonder Woman Gal Gadot, I love you. I love your hair. It's it's fantastic in Wonder Woman. And honestly, I'd be really sad if they cut it in that. But impractical.
0: Especially with Catwoman, she's, like, putting this, like, rubber thing on her head. Mm-hmm. So I could see even with Rob's situation like his hair I I just have to say poor Alfred he has to wash that thing it's probably so sweaty and nasty at the Ew. end of the day he's getting rained oh on God. all the time that probably takes a really long time to peel that thing off cause mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if I sent it to you but there's this one tiktok of this like little girl crying and trying to like rush and put on eyeshadow and then it was like <laughs> the batman when the bat signals called and he's not done yet right like it's,
0: it's I like in superhero movies where it's like a montage of them like getting ready or a sequence of Mm -hmm. them getting into their attire. (laughs) It's like now that it's left up to the imagination in this, it's just like, what? I would have liked to have have seen him
1: smoking out his his eyes. I would have loved to have seen that. What shadow does he use? It definitely has long lasting power. Does he set it? What setting spray does he use for that? Because he's getting sweaty and it's not coming off. It's
0: not dripping in his eyes. Right. You won't
1: get these questions. On a Men's podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I needed a cutaway to like Alfred just scrubbing it, like after a <laughs> long night of fighting crime. He's so
1: intimidating in that suit. Like, again, I don't really have much experience in the back later years of what the bad suits have all looked like minus like Ben Affleck's. But I think this one, it's just like, it looked thick. It looked like some thick ass material in his shoes, like just everything all together. Like he's such an intimidating presence without even words. And I think partly that's how he carries himself and partly the costuming. And I think both knocked it out of the park.
0: 100% another like standout thing for me was the sound design i just felt like it was really really satisfying i'm the type of person who falls asleep to asmr i really like certain types of sounds that's the other thing about the actor that plays bd commissioner gordon or whatever in this like his voice is so soothing and i could listen to him like do one of those calm things the sound design of this like the rain Mm -hmm. on certain textures was just so well done And like the music was really good. I, when Zoe is strutting in the club with the, that music and then like during the action sequences yeah. music going it's it's good um, and it, it was kept really me engaged good. I think that's part of the reason why I wasn't like can this just be over already because of the sound like it really did a lot
1: and I think that this movie in particular is one that was like made to be seen in the way that we did in the movie theater on the big screen with the surround sound where you can like actually feel it like I can't imagine trying to watch this on my TV because I'd be like concerned about my fucking neighbor hearing it and then emailing my landlord (laughs) when it's like louder so like in this environment you can just enjoy the like loud moments and the quiet moments equally
0: the dark vibe and how it's kept consistent throughout um but it's not like depressing you know it's just like dark and and, like, the crime montage at the beginning I really liked and his voiceover. We love uh, starting with a voiceover and ending with a voiceover, or at least Mm -hmm. you do. I know you like that. I do,
1: yeah. I don't hate it. I know it's not like hoity toity, (laughs) but I do really like it. I just think especially in something like this, like it just sets it adds like an extra layer to the tone and also the fact that it's like him narrating. It just it works. Yeah,
0: I think it makes sense that he's like keeping a diary. I don't think it's not a diary. It's like a, a log of his experience being the Batman because it's like all kind of running together for him and it's ultimately like kind of keeping him sane and then he has these like cameras in his contacts so dope mm-hmm. but just like kind of trying to keep everything straight and also you have to like keep yourself in check like that and journal and reflect because otherwise how do you not sink into like a despair almost about this city that you're trying to protect you're just constantly seeing people in gotham and like crime in gotham the city that you're trying to like Build up. It's just constantly, like, crumbling and having all these issues and corrupt politicians. And for me, personally, I would have given up by now. Like, at the end... This is jumping ahead. But at the end, when he could have chosen to go with Catwoman, like, mm-hmm. bitch, I would have been going to... Fuck this. This city is sinking. Literally and figuratively. And <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Like, but he's staying consistently trying to save everybody so yeah I I would also keep a journal
1: yes and also I think the journal too is almost a way for him to like keep himself in check because I feel like this is a problem that I have with superheroes a lot of time is when they get like the god complex and they think that like they are the only one that can save humanity and that they are like the one true answer for each and every problem and I feel like he does not have like an inflated sense of ego which I think would be very easy to do when you're like I'm the only one and helping crime in the city and I'm the only one that can do anything about these people and I oh, don't know I think it's also like a good tool for him to like keep him in check that and the one dude was Alfred <laughs> yes Alfred <laughs> like kind of keeping him keeping yeah. him in check and I mean well okay I can hold it until the end but I hate his decision at the end yeah a villain wouldn't do that a villain would be like I'm going with
0: her mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck all you people <laughs> And I'm with the villain. (laughs) Yeah. How do you feel about... The Riddler as the antagonist in this. Yeah,
1: I liked it. It was definitely creepy. Like, I don't think I would have wanted to watch certain parts at home because I would have been freaked out. Like, it was, it did have some moments where I was like, this feels more like a scary movie with the hmm. Riddler. But I liked him as a villain. I thought he was interesting throughout. I thought at the end, like, the jail scene wasn't necessarily my favorite. I feel like that didn't, like, give what I wanted it to give in terms of, like, unhinged criminal. But I think throughout when he was, like, delivering his messages and, like, all of his scenes that he, like, recorded on his phone that everyone were seeing, I thought those were really strong and very, like, creepy. Like, if you were one of those people watching it, you'd watch that that and be like, this dude is insane. And, like, you can't reason with an insane person, so, like, you better hope that you're not in the crosshairs. But then, I don't know, I feel like the jail scene, like, that scene with him and Bruce were just kind of, like... What are we doing here? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I really liked the riddles and this kind of being like a psychological thriller in some moments or feeling like that and just trying to figure it out and figure out this puzzle that we're following the entire time i also like the aspect that he amasses this like following by the end of the film i think that's like very interesting and timely like or not timely but for this generation's version of batman not that like every generation has a batman but like the batman of the 2020s i think that makes sense For a villain to kind of like amass this following, also because like he kind of has a point, you know, like he is bringing to like corruption in this city, and I think a lot of people do that in society today and then just like take it too far, you know, like we're all kind of realizing that America is not like this great place that we were all brought up to think that it is, and Mm -hmm. we're realizing that a lot of things are like set up against us and set up disproportionately like against certain groups of people more and so like his intentions the Riddler it's good it's just like he gets a little bit carried away
1: I did think like what if when we were sitting in the theater I was like what if there was a Riddler like in in our real life like exposing people I, I was kind of thinking about like the group Anonymous even though like that obviously they aren't out here like murdering people on screen and like taunting with their deaths but like some person who was out there and exposing these corrupt people that like, yes, the methods are bad, but also like the work is not necessarily like bad that right. I, it, it made for an interesting foe, I guess for Batman because <laughs> it's not right. someone out here murdering kids you know, like walking around just like killing women off the street and whatever, like it's these very like corrupt men. I mean, your methods are bad but also I get your message like I get what you're doing. And the fact that he like amassed his own militia at the end with all these dudes being like, I'm gonna bring my rifles, I'm gonna bring my assault rifles. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh my god, that is like literally, I would would not be surprised there are probably so many
0: groups online like that, honestly. Yeah, it's unfortunate, (laughs) but I think that it's just an interesting like villain or story with him being like I was promised this like renewal thing when I was a kid by your dad all that shit was a lie because of all these corrupt people mm-hmm. and we can't go on fa- like being fooled like this the least we can do is like bring the truth into the light and then that on top of the fact that he's like inspired by the Batman and it's kind of like a syndrome from the incredible situation oh my god, <laughs> because he's like kind of idolizing the Batman a little bit and mm-hmm. you know that speech at the end when they're talking and he's in the prison and the Riddlers like under the impression that they've been working together this whole time I don't know it just was very much giving me Mr. Incredible vibes when Syndrome's like I'm your number
1: one fan oh my god now that you said that I will never like unthink that
0: Sorry. No, I love it. That's honestly a
1: perfect comparison.
0: Yeah. It's cool that, like, the villain in this is obviously, like, doing evil things and misguided and clearly, like, the bad guy, but it's understandable as to why, like, he's doing certain things. And then with Bruce Wayne slash the Batman, again, he's, like, the hero and his intentions are good, but, like, he isn't without his flaws and he's called out multiple times for like having all this money and not doing enough. He's called out multiple times for like multiple different things. Again, like inspired the evil acts of the Riddler. So it's just very interesting. I love characters like this that are not black and white. I mean,
1: morally gray is the best color, is it not? Yes. I did like it. And I like that it was more centered around like a murder mystery kind of dude. Again, no shade, no tea to like Marvel movies. And again, totally different worlds and such. But I'm thinking like even in the the, the last Spider-Man movie, it was like all of the old villains, which while I loved that, but it was, you know, like threats to humanity as a whole, where this was like the acts of one dude murdering people and that they're trying to track down. I just thought like the whole like single murder, murder mystery kind of plot. I preferred. I think it felt more almost like a thriller at times.
0: I like too about the Batman franchise and character as a whole, that it's all just centered in Gotham and it's, not a superhero trying to save the world. It's not like he mm-hmm. has these extraordinary abilities, and he's not fighting actual like super villains. Like no one in these has like superhuman powers. Yeah. He's just like trained in combat, and then has a lot of money. It's it's interesting. interesting, you know. Like I, it is hard to make change even in like your own community. Oh, I yeah. like I appreciate that about about this. Me too. One part was when he tried to fly. <laughs> That was bad. That was bad. <laughs> yeah. I like I feel like I've never heard him, like, Robert Pattinson, this sounds so weird, but I feel like I've never heard him, like, grunt in pain before or, like <laughs> like, flop so bad like that just because he's always, like, I mean, his only really, like, action stuff is in Twilight and with that he was always very, like, suave and... Those are romance Mm. movies, not action movies. So yeah, it was just funny to kind of see him. But again, I appreciated that because it's like humbling for the character. And I don't know. I thought it was funny. (laughs) A good moment. Yeah, and I think it looked kind of funny too. Like I don't think it looked as cool. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be cool. I don't think think it it was looked good. (laughs) I don't think it was supposed to be cool.
1: Um, should we talk about Miss Zoe Kravitz? Yeah. Do you think she earned her own Catwoman movie? Is this an answer that's already out there? Do we know this for sure?
0: I don't know. I haven't seen anything about that. Uh, I think she definitely earned her own Catwoman movie. I would love to see what happens next for her, and at least if they make more Batman movies, which I feel like they're kind of setting up to do, um, mm-hmm. she should be in them. I hope that she's. in them. I agree. I think she
1: was great at being at being a superhero. I have not. I don't. I'm trying to think like back through her career. And the most like action-y thing that I think she's done would be the Divergent movies. And even in those, she was not like doing a ton of stunts. Like I know in the first one, obviously she did some fighting. And I know in the third one, they had some of like that rock climbing or that wall climbing scene and certain things. But I don't think a lot of like actual like tussling kind of scenes or anything like that. And it was, I think it's like an interesting casting for her but I think she like fit the role very well and I hope like she left me wanting more
0: yeah my jaw was definitely on the floor when she entered when Bruce and the penguin were having their little chit chat her walk into the club with the red wig and the red eyeliner when she's like going in to spy on people for for Robert amazing she Mm -hmm. she looks incredible her movements amazing combat training that she had to go through definitely Mm -hmm. paid off. I feel like she really did own and carry the scenes between her and the Batman. Which makes sense because Bruce Wayne is this like very reserved, emotional man and he's also trying to hide his identity whereas she's just kind of like letting it all out there. So I really appreciated the scenes between the two of them.
1: I think you're totally right with the movements. Like the way that she moves is just very like stealthy and very like fluid and just kind of like it sounds dumb But like cat like just very like graceful but strong and I don't know I feel like she got that nailed down and I don't think I've seen like any other Catwoman so I don't have any other people to like reference her to like I know Halle Berry played Catwoman before from like my zero knowledge of seeing that character before I'd say she like absolutely nailed what I would have expected
0: for Catwoman. She did very well. I know people are very titillated by her and Rob in this movie. That GQ shoot. Excuse me.
1: Unwell. If they ever need a third, they have two <laughs> people right here. <laughs> I'm oh. just a phone call away. <laughs> oh my god. That's so funny. Yeah. I couldn't tell who I was more attracted to into this, honestly. Like I and then when they were both in the scene together, I was like literally, I I can't. It was just so good.
0: Fucking my
1: last, <laughs> my
0: last, both of you. Again, going back to like how we were talking. Sometimes it feels like a psychological thriller. Sometimes it's more like mm-hmm. scary. I thought that Commissioner Gordon's character and like the guy who plays Beebe's character was really good at bringing some light-hearted moments into it. And that and the relationship between Bruce Wayne and Alfred, I think, were very like sweet and tender moments. And mm-hmm. between him and Commissioner Gordon, kind of like a fun budding friendship and like a bad situation and they're kind of leaning on each other because they're like the only person the other one can trust and i just Mm -hmm. really like seeing these male relationships without toxic masculinity it's like very refreshing Mm -hmm. the scene when alfred's in the hospital and bruce wayne is visiting him i just really appreciated that because this man batman bruce wayne is so emo The entire time, he's very committed to, like, avenging his parents' death and, like, the fact that he has the capacity in that moment to reconcile his emotions and be like, you know, I thought I was over this fear of losing people that I love, but I clearly am not because Mm -hmm. I am afraid to lose you, Alfred. Boys, take notes. And anyone Mm -hmm. who has problems sharing their emotions. That was a beautiful moment. And I'm so glad that it's in a movie like this. People can see that it's okay. You know, kind of like come to terms with your emotions. Even when you're like a hard billionaire superhero.
1: I have a question for you. So it's often talked (laughs) about like the... the female gaze sometimes and I was watching I was re-watching because I was anxious oh that was my other check-in thing when Dorian shredded my fucking pills oh <laughs> I was having God. a very anxious weekend and I like I couldn't watch anything on like I couldn't watch anything that I haven't seen already like I was planning on watching some mov- new movies and I was like I can't so I re-watched one of my ultimate comfort movies which is Star Wars The Last Jedi and there are so many moments in in that as I'm watching it, like, over and over and over again, that I'm realizing that Ryan Johnson gave us the female gaze in many parts of that film, specifically around Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren. Like, there are a lot of moments where it's, like, focused on, like, hands or almost, like, his neck and, like, the way that he's holding his head. Just, like, you know what I mean with the female gaze? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um. <laughs> <Like>
0: the... <I laughs> you mean... don't know, like... No, I, I do. I do. I'm not talking I just, about Star Wars Last Jedi. Do you even know what I'm talking about when I say, like, the female gaze? I, I do. I just don't know if I can, like, relate to it as much. But I get what you're saying. I get it. Fair. I
1: do think that there were moments in this movie that felt more than, like, I don't think in Marvel movies there is, like, I think those are, like not female gazy at all. And I don't think they're supposed to be. I think they're supposed to be like, you know, like a little more just superhero-y, which is fine. I think with this being like a thriller or feeling more like a thriller, it's not a thriller. I think it felt more like a thriller, thriller and like psychological. There were like shots, like it was more artistic. And I do think that some of those more artistic shots felt more like towards the female gaze than they did of being like, let's watch this blow up. And, like, mm. see how cool that explosion is. You know, I think that there were so many details and, like, small just, like, shots of just beautiful landscapes. Like, more, like, picturesque moments that felt more for the female gaze in this. And I was wondering if you picked up on that. But now, obviously, that you say that, it's like, well, that makes sense that maybe
0: you... No, no, I get what you're saying, though. I, th- I feel like the shadowing in this was really used a lot to like chisel him out more and i think this like we are living in an era where like the emo boy is kind of making a comeback and i think the director did utilize that in this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely like a specific type that certain women like. And yeah, he is very pleasing to look at, she's very pleasing to look at this entire time. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally get what you're saying. It's definitely, I just feel like a more inclusive film. Like it's not as niche as maybe like you set Marvel movies, where it's just like a lot of action, kind of like cheesy superhero mm-hmm. stuff. This is just more kind of like you can always like I think a lot of different people can find things that they, like, within it.
1: Like, even I'm thinking of the final, like, action sequence, it was not, like, it didn't really have many wow moments in terms of, like, oh, that was, like, so cool watching them fight or, like, oh, that was a cool explosion. Like, it wasn't, like, big. It was, like, a little more, like, subtle Mm -hmm. and, like, artistic, I felt like.
0: Yeah, and I think it's more about the story than... The action and more about the character Mm -hmm. than the action. The like I thought one of the coolest action sequences was when he was like on that hot pursuit chase of the penguin with.
1: That was my favorite. Yeah,
0: Fast and Furious moment there, but again, it's like very character driven. Even those those moments and very like stylized and intentional. You know, it's not just like going after the wow factor, like you said. It's Mm -hmm. the action moments serve the plot and the story.
1: Yeah, like I think if you would have taken out that action sequences, you still would have had a really strong film. I loved the car chase scene though. It felt very fast and furious and I loved it. And I just love the Batmobile. Like I think that is like the cool thing about Batman is the Batmobile.
0: Yeah, it's nice to have stuff that's like a touchstone or a staple for the character than like that kind of satisfying reveal in the film. Like how are they gonna introduce that? And I thought that was a very well done moment. I really liked the shot when the penguin was his car was flipped over and We were in his POV, like, looking out his window, and the Batman's walking towards him. But it's, like, upside down. So good.
1: It felt very Tokyo Drift. Because that's, like, exactly like There's that moment in Tokyo Drift, but then you get in the seventh... No, at the end of the sixth movie? At the end of the... Yeah, at the end of the sixth movie, that you get a scene kind of similar to that. Mm. Um... (laughs) Of course you don't care. My last kind of big note that I had that I just more wanted to talk about, one of my other favorite scenes in this was the funeral scene. Like, mm. one, the procession and seeing him, like, coming out to this social event and kind of seeing how uncomfortable he is out in public and, like, surrounded by people that even though he has more of, like, a status among them, he does not feel Like, he's one of them. And then, like, inside the church, seeing the little boy. And then the car crash. And then the riddle with the bomb. Like, I just thought that overall, like, that scene has, like, stuck out to me the most
0: after a few days of seeing it. I thought that was a really good scene, too. I feel like it's the most time that we have with Rob Pattinson's face. Like, just his bare face. Yeah, I love, you know, this connection he feels to the boy who... His dad is the first victim of the Riddler. I really like the moment when the woman who was running for mayor calls him out for, like, you're not doing enough for this community. And he's kind of like, bitch, you don't know. I'm, like, putting my life on the line in these streets every night. That kind of turns around on him and we can get into that because i have my last big notice just about like this version of batman and his journey but i agree with you i really did appreciate that moment and i felt like i was very much on the edge of my seat when the man had the bomb strapped to his mm-hmm. neck and the batman was trying to figure shit out
1: and i loved the riddles that it was like it felt very saw like to be like if you can solve these three riddles in two minutes or whatever, then I'll disable it. But if not, and also that dude would have been dead so quick if it wasn't for Batman standing right
0: there because Yeah. <laughs> Batman's good at word games. Yeah, he he's very smart. Also, like I feel like him knowing the answers to all this stuff, is just like, damn, he really be knowing. And I liked the riddle that was like, he lies still. Like what does a liar so it was something. I
1: wish I would. What does he do? What does a liar do when he dies? Yeah, he lies still. I liked the riddles inclusion. Mm, Because my dumbass didn't know any of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but it's cool to like see uh, Bruce Wayne figuring it out. And it's not like he's quick to figure everything out. Like some things take him a little bit longer, but like he's clearly a very smart man. So I did just kind of want to touch on this version of Bruce Wayne and Rob Pattinson's portrayal of him and this like... Very early on in his Batman journey that we're entering into, as I said before, you know, he's only been doing this for two years and he's still very much figuring it out and figuring out his role in Gotham. At the beginning of the film, he describes himself as vengeance and he talks about how the fear that has been established around the Batman within the criminal community in Gotham is a tool and a warning Mm -hmm. that he's kind of been utilizing. And they just assume that he's in the shadows. But Mm -hmm. in his voiceover, Bruce Wayne says, I am the shadows. So it's like the Batman is this kind of like surveillance almost. Like I'm everywhere and nowhere all at once. And the fear that he kind of has brought upon the criminals of Gotham with the presence of Batman is working in his pursuit of this vengeance, but by the end he realizes that he inspired the Riddler. To get, like, Mm -hmm. vengeance on these people. Vengeance is the reason why all this stuff has transpired in this film Mm -hmm. that we watched. And his morality and resistance to using weapons and killing people, it wasn't enough. And he still inspired violence in a way. And I think that in combination with him being called out for being, like, privileged and not doing enough to help Gotham City. Like, you know, when people are like, oh, poor Bruce Wayne, he's an orphan. But it's like, there's a lot of orphans in this city. And he, like the Riddler says, you were an orphan in a tower. Like... Or he's talking to the Batman. He doesn't know the Batman is Bruce Wayne. But he's saying, like, you were an orphan who inherited all this money and stuff. Like, we were orphans promised the renewal and it never Mm -hmm. came to fruition. I don't know. I just think it's interesting that he thinks he's doing everything uh, right by getting vengeance and establishing this fear. But the, the vengeance is what caused everything to happen, so... Yeah,
1: I liked that we started out, one, with his voiceover talking about that, and then two, the scene in the subway underground, and him, like, announcing himself, and then when you see, like, the people that are spray painting, and, like, as the... Is it, like, they see his signal in the sky, and then they all start getting, like, really paranoid? It just shows, like, the the reputation that he has built for himself in the city. Yeah, yeah. Also, what an impractical way, though, for him to, uh, like, be called, because I'm just thinking... How often are you just standing up looking at the sky at all times? And then two, there's no details. Yeah. How do you know where to go? How do you know where? Yeah. How do you know where to go? I am curious about that. I feel like there could be more efficient ways, but maybe like a group text. Yeah. I think him and commissioner Gordon just need to like call each other. Call me, beat me. If you want to reach me, take one from Kim Possible. (laughs) I mean, your bat symbol is cool, but I don't think very effective.
0: I literally don't have anything else to say.
1: (laughs) I don't have anything else either. It's kind of tricky. I feel like when we go to see these ones in theaters, one, I mean, it's Batman. So I didn't assume that like a lot of (laughs) either of us were going to have a lot of in-depth notes, but also I think being in the theater, like I didn't take any notes in the theater. So then when I got out, I was just like jotting everything down that I could, that I had
0: remembered throughout. So I was scribbling notes in the dark, but they were illegible. So that's it. We'll be back next week with more content can't wait don't know what it'll be yet but we will figure that out Mm -hmm. stay safe stay well and lie less lie less we love you zoe kravitz